and welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. We're so excited to chat with you today. We're just excited to be in the same room. Come on, let's we face are. it. Yes. And we're excited because it's Topic Jar Day. Yay! Which means we have no idea what we're going to talk about. We're going to let the Topic Jar provide us something that either you have emailed in or has been a thought that we have come up with mm-hmm. and put it in the jar. Or sometimes I'll hear a topic at a meeting and here's what we mean by, you know, carry the message but leave the messenger behind. I don't divulge, oh, so-and-so brought this up in a share, but it might be an interesting topic and I'll remember that topic. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh yeah, that's a great, someone was talking about how they struggle with family at this time of year and they don't know, you know, they want to honor family and they want to go home, but family drives them completely completely crazy batshit crazy and they don't know how to deal with that yeah um, and that would be a great topic so I'll write actually that down. on that note i was considering not doing christmas this year oh. because i've had to set some boundaries with my parents mm-hmm. and with a couple of other family members and i thought do i really want to go i had to think about it but my joy in christmas and with my family overrode any of those things and I've gotten to a point in my sobriety where I can be in a room with someone that I have boundaries with and it's not uncomfortable for me yeah and even if it is uncomfortable the joy or the happiness or the comfort has to outweigh whatever that is so I am going to Christmas none of no one in my family except for my sister even knows I was considering this unless they're listening to this podcast you know what my family doesn't know and doesn't care (laughs) I'd be shocked well my sister does she listens every once in a while but I'm not talking about her so (laughs) I'd be shocked if my parents ever listen to this aunts uncles my cousin I don't think my my brother know that I do this Uh, I think my sister knows but I don't know if uh, she might have listened to one or two, but yeah. my other sister I don't think has listened. Um, there was a time when I remember um, in it was in sobriety too, in early sobriety, and I went and spent, uh, I was supposed to spend a few days at my parents for Christmas, and I left in the middle of the night on Christmas morning. Wow. Because I was there Christmas Eve, and within eight hours, my mother and I were about ready to kill each other. Wow. And like um, yelling and crying, my mother. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I can't, nope, I can't deal with this. And my dad begged me to stay. Aww. And that was heartbreaking. And I just didn't have the strength. And I didn't have any boundaries at that time. And yeah. I just couldn't. And I left. And I drove home exhausted in the middle of the night with my dogs. I think I had my boxer and my chihuahua. Yeah. And went all the way home and was alone on Christmas Day. Because it had been that crazy. Because I that I didn't have the tools to set boundaries um, and to have a better relationship. Now, I have a better relationship. Uh, we are actually going to spend two days with my parents. Um, That's nice. Because I have learned, you know, how to shut certain things down. Yeah. Um, my mother likes to um, try to solicit advice about other people. Like to talk to me about other people. Does she really want to talk to you or does she want to recruit you and have you validate She wants feelings? to talk about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? And so what I've learned to say is that's a conversation you need to have with so-and-so. 
this just happened to me in my family where someone said grouped me in with someone else and was like well do you guys really feel this way about me and I need to know and I said listen if you have a problem with so-and-so you need to call and address this with so-and-so mm-hmm. if you have a problem with me please call me this is not what we're going to discuss over text and we'll talk about it and she did call me and we had a great conversation because I got to get off my chest everything I've been holding in over the last year but I refuse to get involved anymore in backbiting or gossiping Mm. or talking about other family members now there is a difference I feel in talking to someone you're close with about another person because of your experience with them and I think that's different than like gossip or recruiting so I think it's totally okay to talk to say my sister about my cousin or my brother about my parents as long as the motive is I need some support and I'm having difficulty with my emotion, not look how fucking awful this person is. Can you believe they said this? Right. Like, I think there's a difference. There's definitely, there's definitely a difference. But, um, yeah, so that's obviously an issue for people being with family at this time of year. Um, and you know what? Be gentle with yourself. It is a process. Um, sometimes you need to distance yourself for a while until you develop the skills yeah. Um, there have been times when I have not gone to family events because I wasn't capable. I didn't have the skills. I wasn't emotionally resilient enough mm-hmm. to be able to attend that without it harming me, without walking away. If I'm going to go to an event and walk away feeling worse, what's the point? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. I got sober to live a better life. And um, that's not loving myself. No. But I also go now with a, with um, less expectations. I don't say, oh, I wish my mom would be this way. Mm-hmm. Or why can't my mother be the one that I wanted her to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I go and say, how can I be the best daughter that I can possibly be without being a sounding board or a doormat or a punching bag? Any of those things, you know, that's not okay. That's not me being the best daughter I can be. Yeah. If I'm abandoning myself to be okay for you, there's a problem. It's a really hard process, especially in sobriety. We struggle with a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. We're having to deal with them for the first time ever. And then you have family who maybe doesn't like the fact that you're changing. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in that situation before too. I, I know somebody right now who's going through this very situation where they have started to learn to set up boundaries with a toxic relationship. So, um, you know, the, the emotional vampire type person. Yeah. Who the only thing they ever talk about is themselves and how the world is affecting them. And they want you to listen to their negativity all the time. And yeah. that's the only time they call you, too. They take you hostage. Yes. So that's a good one. Hostage taker, emotional vampire... And so emotional terrorist is one of my favorites. There was a time in my family um, where I referred to someone as emotional terrorist (laughs) to their face. No, of course not (laughs) behind their back. But it's because this person would hold you hostage in their drama, and it wasn't a conversation. It was like an outburst, and it was a recruitment session. And it was like, you could literally put the phone down and walk away and come back 45 minutes later and they don't even know that you're gone. I know somebody who's who's done this. I actually um, got in the car one day and I could hear this person talking and I'm like, who's that? And my friend said, oh, yeah, it's my sister. Just 
I'm like, can she not hear you? She's like, no, I've had her on mute for 20 minutes. She doesn't even know. Yeah. Like, so that's not healthy. That's not a healthy relationship. So then we have to learn how to set boundaries. So I have a question for you. We haven't even dug into the topic jar yet. Yes. But um, my question for you is, what uh, advice would you give somebody who is um, setting boundaries with a family member and the family member then turns around and says, I don't feel love from you anymore. This just happened to me. It's a good question. I don't feel like um, you're connecting yep. with me. Yeah. You're abandoning me. That's exactly what I was told. Okay. And and from my perspective, what I'm hearing is um, this person is saying, I don't like this new relationship. I don't like the boundaries that you're putting in place. Yes. Because you're not doing things the way I'm used to. You're not doing things the way I want you to. And I want you to go back to being my hostage and, and listening to me and doing things the way I want to. Yeah, that literally happened to me two weeks ago. And um, this person kept relaying it back to this very difficult year they've just had. It's because of this difficult year. It's because of this difficult year. And I feel like my friends have been there for me, but my family's abandoned me. What happened was I got so tired of having emergency phone calls and fighting in the trenches with her. And then she'd pop out of the trench two, three, four days later, and I'm still down fighting for her, and now the issue's over, or she's lied to me and gone to someone else, or whatever the the cause, the cons, whatever the situation was, and and then kept blaming it on this last very difficult year she's been having, and I'm like, this predates this last year. What kind of person would I be that you're going through this this year? And I'm like, I can't handle it. I said, this has been for a long time. You're either canceling late or forgetting about time I want to spend with you. You're lying about stories. I get told half the story. Someone else gets told another story. I'm worried about your safety. This person was going through a horrific breakup and would just sort of pepper different people with different versions of the stories. Mm -hmm. And then I'm getting blamed for things I had nothing to do with. So I basically said to her in this conversation, your passive aggressiveness is astounding to me. You can't say things like, um, I feel like our relationship has changed. And then when I say, I don't want to talk about it over text, let's talk, why don't you call me? I'm merely opening the door. But that's called passive aggressive. You just threw a bomb in there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you opened the door and chucked in a stink bomb. So what I said was, I've had to set boundaries because I can't afford for my train to go off the tracks as I get older, my time is very precious to me. And by the way, I'm disappointed half the time because I love you and I want to spend time with you. And you're wasting my time and not respecting my time. And I can't be pulled under anymore by my family. So unfortunately, I've had to set boundaries. And I, to and I also apologized because that's what we learn in our program. I'm sorry that I made you feel like you've been abandoned. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean because I know I had to pull back, I want to hurt her. It's, it isn't that way. So for me, I think what happens is, like you were alluding to earlier, the problem is that this person can no longer rely on you to feed this unhealthy aspect of their personality. I can't be pulled in anymore. I can't serve that need for her. So they lash out. So they lash out or in her mind, she was spinning out of control and needed to know the answer because this was like, I had no idea it was even ruining her life. I just kind of thought she was moved on to someone else. <laughs> um, but um, ultimately what it came to is an intention 
to communicate better with each other and to make time to see each other more because she was also feeling hurt that I wasn't spending time with her. Yeah. Um, at one but point, how do you do that if every time you spend time with that person, they hijack the visit and make it about a complaint? And the only way they can relate to you is through you listening to them complain and then they want you to complain about your life. And guess what? We're in recovery. We're in a program. We tend to not complain about our lives anymore because we don't believe that the problem is because of everyone else. Yeah. We take responsibility for our own actions and accept the things we cannot change. Yeah. This person is, is telling my friend, oh, your acceptance, you're just giving up. You're just rolling over. What do you mean? You're, when you accept something, let's say, um, so she used to talk about uh, a person in her family uh, and say, you know, oh, they do this, they do that, and the, the sister would listen, right? Yes. And now she doesn't do that anymore. And the sister says, well, I see this behavior hasn't changed. And my friend says, well, maybe it hasn't changed, but I've changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't control someone else's behavior. And mm-hmm. that's what I've learned. So I let go. And I accept. Mm-hmm. And I and I work on what can I change about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't serve me to complain. And this other person has said, well, then you're just giving up. You're just rolling oh, over. Oh, I see. Well, it was something that in this conversation, this person said to me, you're just going to have to lower your expectations of me. And immediately I thought, well, that's, I, so I'm going to be okay with her being late or not showing up or canceling. And then I thought, maybe she's right. Maybe I just have to have no expectations Mm -hmm. and be like, let's see each other on this day and have to be in my mind. I choose to take that chance to spend time with her, but if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be okay with it. I'll take myself out to dinner. I'll call this person. So she was actually right. I am going to have to lower my expectations. And I don't know if that's acceptance, that I'm accepting bad behavior. But in my mind, how do I feel having said and come to that decision? I feel better. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Whether or not it's considered acceptance or denial or you're just whatever it is, I feel better that we had this conversation. I told her about how I feel. And emotionally now, I know and this, her other friends have had to lower their expectations too, apparently. Yeah. Her other friends will not make plans with her now unless it's last minute because they're tired of her canceling, right. not showing up, and being late. And isn't that interesting? So she doesn't see that you're not the only person, that all these other people are also saying, nah, we can't do it, call us last minute because yeah. you're She's famous like, for canceling. I'm so anxiety ridden because every time I come to see you and I'm late, I'm like, I can hardly breathe. And I'm like, but if that keeps happening to you, why don't you just be early then? Yeah. Like, why is that my issue? <laughs> don't be late. Are you late for work? Yeah. Are you late for your doctor's appointments? So that's interesting how you, you've done that. And I think it's great. And it shows that there are many ways um, to live in today in program. What you just said was, I've accepted um, to that this is who she is and I lower my expectations now. Yes. For me, I've had a situation like that with somebody who was always late. And I said, um, you know, oh, I tell them it's six o'clock when I want them to be here for 630. <laughs> so, because I know they're going to be 30 minutes late. So I tell yeah. them, well, I just add an earlier time to it and then they'll actually be here when I need them to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I've expressed myself to someone and said, 
it it doesn't make me feel like you value my time. Absolutely. If you are always late or if you are always canceling. So if you cancel on me again, don't be surprised when I say that I'm not free the next time you want to do something. Yeah. I have to set that boundary to respect myself. So that was, would be my way of dealing with it. And your way was lowering your expectations about that person. Yeah. So and both some valid. people might say it's unacceptable and I choose not to have a relationship with that person. Right. For me, I love her too much to not have her in my life. Mm-hmm. And I have accepted that she's going to be kind of flaky. But now that I've, it, the, the difference is I've told her how I feel that I don't think she was respecting my time, that I love her and I'm disappointed, that all of these other things. And that's where the most of the burden came off. And then I was able to move to, okay, I have to already be prepared for it when I come. Because part of the problem was I always kind of knew she might do it, but I never expressed my anger or feelings about it. Right. And now you have. Now I have. Yeah. And now I have another conversation coming up with two family members Wednesday where I'm having to set down boundaries. It's like boundary year for me. So I did it with my parents this year. I'm very arm's length away from them because um, of how toxic and upsetting their relationship is. I love them, but I'm not on the roller coaster anymore. Right. Um, I've set these boundaries with this other person in my life, and now there's two that I'm getting to on Wednesday. And the difference is I don't walk in raging with anger now and shaking, and I have all these things. It's like this is how I feel. This is what's unacceptable to me. This is what's going to have to change. Um, I'm sorry that I've caused you any harm and that I haven't expressed this or whatever it is. Like, it's such a difference coming in completely clear-headed. Or being passive-aggressive. That's that's how I used to do things in the past. Oh, you did this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Or, you know, I'm going to say it in a way that makes it look like I'm okay with it, but really you're going to feel a little bit of a sting because you're going to know I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to punish you in yeah. some way for this. In some way. It's like withholding sex. <laughs> you're not getting any of this. <laughs> That's right. You don't do what I want? Yes. Padlock <laughs> <laughs> <Bad> on. <laughs> yeah. So it is interesting. Setting boundaries is hard, but um, it is part of the process. And I don't think that you should feel bad for mm-hmm. setting boundaries. And it's going to be really fucking hard the first time you do it. A little bit less hard the second time you do it. Like, it's taken me years to get to the point where... And I do feel nauseous and I do have anxiety about it. But it's not something that's ruining me or undoing my life. Like, I'm not comfortable with doing it. But it's not supposed to feel easy or good. So if you're going to... If you're learning how to set boundaries right now and it's making you sick, that's pretty normal. Yeah. Just keep following through. Keep putting yourself first, but do it with love and kindness. And sometimes what's going to happen is those people aren't going to accept those boundaries and they are going to dis- dis- distance themselves from you. Or Flip end, out. end a relationship. Yep. And, um, you know, that that's not on you. That's on them. Yep. That's my feeling. That's on them for ending if they you know, can't accept that there's a change in this relationship. It's like, um, when I first got sober all those years ago, um, saying to my friends, I, I want to get together with you guys this weekend, but can we not have booze? Ooh, how'd and that, that go? There were some people that didn't show up. Yeah. And there were other people who knew what a struggle it was for me and they knew what I was going with through and they wanted to support me so they came with board games and we had a great time that's nice and they left saying oh my god I had so much fun Aww. and I won't have a hangover tomorrow and nobody 
slept with anybody's wife or you know it was it was all good good clean fun <laughs> yeah there was no wreckage to clean up after yeah. the fact and uh and for those people who couldn't I accepted that too uh and then eventually it was right. like now I can be at a party where you guys drink because I'm okay to be around booze but in the beginning it meant so much to me to be able to say yeah I want to get together this weekend but I can't do it at a bar and I can't go to a party where you're all getting wasted and I'm not. Can we have a sober weekend? Yeah. And uh, and I really was appreciative of those people who did that for me. That's nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't even get to our topic jar, yeah. so you're going to have to Wait. listen to the next one. That's right. Coming right up on Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks for joining us. Bye.